Scotty doesn't know that Robbie and me gotta do a podcast every Tuesday, but now it's too late. Got too many jams. He's on our show. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty, Scotty doesn't, doesn't know. So, so don't let's tell Scotty. Scotty. Now he's on a show. Now he's on a show. Um, Scotty, Scotty does know. Actually, <laughs> we're in his base. We're in Scotty's basement right now. Actually, we actually did that take uh, intro in one try. Believe it or not, <laughs> slash try try five. Um, Robbie and I actually got in a fist fight doing that intro. Um, he won. Trav is very territorial, and uh <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is my territory, so let's settle down a little bit and uh, settle in. Scott knows a lot about a lot, mostly just music, actually, nothing else. And photography, he knows a lot about photography, actually. Yeah, a few things, economics, um, man, and economics as well as basic. Yeah, he <laughs> took economics in school. Uh, basic Scotty social is well versed in all. Uh, in many things but no he's on our show and uh let's just dive into it if you want to know about making an album he's done it he's about to release one making an ep he's already sent that out making some music videos he's got a killer home studio and he just he knows a lot about a lot so if that's your world uh let's get into it it'll be a good episode roberto anything else to add no let's get into it jam on rob jam on trav let's go Okay, Scott. Scott Goodwin. Also known as Scoot. Oh, it's Scooter. Yes. Uh, we just finished up a jam. We we actually have a gig this coming Saturday. We're heading to London, and a couple of guys in our band could not make it, so we hired Scott fill in for bass and we've been practicing at his place because he's got this killer setup in his basement which is absolutely wicked and we don't have to spend money at rehearsal <laughs> factory which is also fantastic let's, yeah let's paint a so, picture here like scott has also done all over the walls um he's got a drum true. kit he's got multiple mics multiple amps like antiques pedal boards like six guitars lighting artwork all over Sin, the walls. like 12 the guitars, whole, 12 <laughs> guitars. <laughs> the whole we got some shebang. homemade paintings here these are all for yeah. sale if you guys are interested um uh, i'll try to describe them to you <laughs> uh there's a white canvas with black lines. In it's just a white canvas, actually. Let's just say actually. abstract. Abstract, yeah. Um, there's a word for that. Abstract. Abstract. No, so if my voice sounds a little hoarse, it's because we just did a, a three-and-a-half-hour jam in his basement. We're going back to college. Frat party this Saturday. Um, they hired us to come down and play the after party. We're going to fucking shred it, dude. It's going to be so fun. I'm super stoked. We're playing all the hits. I'm talking... All the hits. I'm, I'm talking, talking all the, the hits. fucking hits. What's that one that's a hit? <laughs> the one that's top of the charts. Top you'd of the know charts. Them. You'd know you'd all know these songs, them. trust me. Um, but yeah, no, we were just here, and and Scotty's been... Uh, uh, filling in on bass? And he's filling in on the cast. Scotty, mm-hmm. tell us what's happening. Uh, right now, just chilling, man. It's pretty warm down here. Uh, the voice got, voice got a little weird for the last three hours, as you said. Uh, excited to be filling in on bass for this uh, show out in London. Um, other than that, I, f- I finished up an album, uh, I guess a couple months ago now, and Congrats. I'm got it all mastered, and I'm just trying to figure out some video stuff um, and uh, release strategy. How would you describe the album? What's kind of the feel and vibe? Um, that's sure. currently what I'm trying to figure out is how to kind of describe it and, and release it because I got songs 
that are sort of, I mean, I say all over the place because there's like a punk rock track and uh, like a rap track and some other stuff that I don't even know what kind of genre it is. But everyone who's heard it so far has kind of said it's still cohesive without being, I don't know, it's different. It's, it's something new, I think. Yeah, because... You know, F, I don't know, can you curse on this thing? Fuck um, shit, I should, booby. <laughs> I just said, uh, fuck the whole genre <laughs> You're gonna game. You're going to have to remove you. I'm going to have to remove it? Right, I, <laughs> I totally farmed that. I'm going to have to remove that. <laughs> yeah. We'll edit that out. Anyway, yeah. But, so, uh, um, yeah, because every time, every time you're showing me stuff, it seems like you're uh, you're kind of testing out yeah, new genres. Yeah, like I put out a about two years ago uh, called August. Spotify plug, album music, get me some streams, baby. Scott um, Goodwin, uh, Scott Goodwin Scott band. Goodwin, Scott Goodwin, just Scott Goodwin. Uh, just Scott Goodwin on Spotify. August, I think the next release I'm just gonna do under my own name too for this album. Maybe I got some other stuff in the works for uh, under some other names, but it's a good name. Too finished there. Um, I just want to have this on record mm-hmm. for for our purposes and <laughs> for Eli. <laughs> the, the the other day, Eli, I think this is yesterday actually. Eli told us that. If we get 10,000 streams on Sp- Spotify, mm-hmm. he's going to pay for our first tattoos. Whoa. Well, I unfortunately just got my first tattoo the other day, so Eli would have loved to jump in on that if the second tattoo is available. Uh, uh, also, my parents are listeners to this podcast, and um, <laughs> big anti-tattoo people, so <laughs> probably... Mm, uh, same, same, but different. Okay, so maybe... Probably going to get roasted for that. Thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mom, Dad, if you're listening, I was thinking just a butterfly on my ass cheek. <laughs> I'm just kidding. By the little butterfly sticker I put on my base the other yeah, day. Yeah. J- Actually, yes, I did see that. <laughs> I thought that was a yeah, nice. Hard to say what that thing is, really. What is that? You know, I've been looking at that. <laughs> Same. I have been looking at that. I, but I haven't asked any questions. I just thought it was a yeah. butterfly of some sort. Or I feel like we might have better questions to get to. But no, we can, no, we no, yes. no. We don't actually. That was the best one. So we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's really cool. You put an album out, and you're you're trying to figure out what kind of vibe. We're kind of we're going through this the similar thing on our first actual single. Mm-hmm. Um. So if it's hard for a single, I'm sure it's hard. Yeah. For an album. Well, the games changed. Like when I when I released my last. Thing, which was I guess only two years ago and it was already, it was kind of changing is that like you I put out a music video with my first single and just dropped it and I made the mistake of it wasn't ready on Spotify so I just put a SoundCloud link so all my listens are on SoundCloud instead of Spotify which I get zero money for it's yeah like, like you get much money for Spotify but still you got like five um, bucks yeah, well, uh, pay more for that for my Spotify monthly. It would be nice if I was just making yeah, half just of break it back. even. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think you know, I got, I got, you know, I got like ten thousand views on that in the first couple weeks, and nice. I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, and that court sort of gave me a bit of false confidence to just cruise and 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 just jam out. So for the next for the last two years, I've just been playing around the city with the blues rock band. Shout out to uh, Brandon Linz and Daniel Leventhal and uh, Spencer Bridgewater and Matt Zanardo who played with, played with us for a hot minute and a few other friends who, uh, who've who played in the band as the rotation. Yeah, I think if, I think definitely Linz is a listener, so he'll get that. The rest of the Sweet guys... baby Linz. Um, probably no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I've played... I'm at the point right now where I've played every venue that I'd want to in the city at Killer. my current level. Like I, I think the last, the last big one was at the horseshoe. I've played a couple shows at Cameron house, Adelaide hall, sneaky D's, uh, Rivoli. Rivoli was a great show. Um, Drake hotel, uh, all those spots. So that's all the kind of small, the medium size venues that I've wanted to hit in the city. So now when I'm releasing this next thing, I kind of got to do it big so that I can, you know, move on up or at least play the larger of those options as opposed to the smaller ones for the next, for the next show, you know? So, mm-hmm. so kind of take us through that. That's really cool. Um, 
maybe kind of take us through if we go if we go a little bit further back mm-hmm. how a guy like you ended up producing your own album like you went from as you said to, to us in the pre-interview kind of yeah you didn't think you were a musician to actually producing your whole album yourself so can you know, let's go back to like high school just a little brief yeah so high school i i picked up a guitar probably around 14 or 15 little you know the emo wow, phase geriatric. i don't know if you guys had that little dyed black hair straightener you know mm-hmm. using your sisters anyway um but uh yeah but i i started playing guitar but i was just really slow to kind of get like get going with it and um a lot of my friends played in bands uh so i ended up grabbing a camera and just shooting photos uh of their bands and we can get to the photography stuff after but just going on with the music stuff i kind of kept at it and in university um i uh i lived on the other side of my wall was uh, a good buddy of mine andrew mansfield and he you know We'd have friends over, and we'd be playing, and at that point, I'd gotten a bit better at guitar, uh, but he could sing, and I couldn't sing in first year university at all, and uh, I'd noticed all the girls <laughs> loved going over, you know, loved, uh, loved the Gravitated four chords things as opposed to me shredding or whatever, you know what I mean, and uh, I was like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta start, start singing too, as, you know, as jaded as that is, but I'd always wanted to sing, I just didn't think it was something you could learn, and he was, you know, kind enough to teach me, um, and, you know. Was he was, trained? Or did he yeah, just he, he just he grew up singing his whole life, okay. and, and no one in my family's musical at all. Actually, like we listened to a lot of music growing up, but no one um, played any music or sung or anything like that. I'm the, I'm the same way. So yeah, yeah. So it was kind of I just didn't think it was. I thought you were born with a singing voice. Like I didn't know it was like a. You I could mean, I, how to I do feel it. like a yes lot of no. a lot if of you're like are. Adele or like you know what I mean, like yeah. someone create like Aretha Franklin or something like that. I feel like you're, you're born with those pipes, but yeah, you're uh, right. Olivia does have just the voice that she's Olivia, his girlfriend. Uh-huh. She's got the she can just honestly sing. a voice that makes you want to weep. Yeah, see that's, so that's nice what I wanted. So nice and smooth. You know? I I gotta the I gotta velvet, play you something yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I was recording vibe, her. You no, know? uh, I've been talking about that a lot. The like the everyone compliments me on the rasp, but I wish I had the velvet because the, the radio velvet. vibes are that velvet vibe. The grass you know? is always greener, man. The grass is always greener, man. I enjoy. <laughs> There's the, somebody that I can't sing at all. It's like I would take a raspy fucking. Well, that's the thing. So like yeah, so I couldn't sing at all, and then you know Andrew kind of taught me how to sing. Uh, my other buddy Ryan Harris sort of uh, and, and Cameron Wyatt and band Casador definitely check out Casador. Uh, Casador, Cam Wyatt taught me kind of how to play lead guitar. And then once that was sort of opened up, it was like, oh, well, you can play on anything if you just know this little shape. Yeah. You can move this around and play anywhere. So I got better and then graduated university and was sort of like, I got to, you know, record some of the songs that I've been writing over the last few years and uh, put out an EP called August, like I said. But in uni, you're taking economics. Did you ever think you're going to be anything but a musician at this point like when did you just like in your heart be like holy crap i'm just gonna be a musician the rest of my life honestly after i started playing shows like in in fourth year uh i played with this band the wilderness who's still out out killing it and uh and yeah i was i was playing with them a ton we played like like a hundred shows in six months like something something crazy like that and um and i was playing lead guitar for them and singing and we played a couple of my songs too and uh that was when i playing live was the real real thing of like damn i want to do this more but uh i didn't really think about doing it for a living until recently and and kind of getting a bit more into the scene in toronto uh now that i'm back home um but uh but yeah so the original question was how do i go about producing my own stuff and that was i paid a bunch of money to a good friend of mine johnny simmon um to record my ep august and it sounds amazing he did a great job he helped me out he played drums on it he played a lot of the bass on it um and uh just how long did it take you to record that that was it was two days a song. It was only three songs, yeah. so it was only it was only six days. But it was two like 
12, 14 hour days of yeah. just, of just going at it. We didn't really have any real pre-production. Did we he just have a home of, studio or he had a, a real studio? He's, he's down in Nashville. Oh, now. Okay. Um, what up Johnny? Uh, you know, if you're listening, um, but, uh, he's Again, down in Nashville probably. doing it full time. <laughs> he's doing a full time, uh, songwriting, songwriting, production, everything wow. down in Nashville. He just signed a deal with Warner Chapel. Is and that why you had a little bit of that, uh, like not country, but in, in that original EP, you know, yes, I got the drinking and you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. well, like, yeah, I, I just always listen to like, Every type of music. Like like I said, I went through the emo phase. Still one of my favorite bands of all time is Alexis on Fire, uh, which is like way too heavy for most people. But I'll listen to that and then I'll listen to like some BB King blues and then I'll mm. listen to like jazz radio for a week and then whatever. So I, I do kind of draw from everything. Who are uh, some of your big influences right now? Um, Jeez, I always... Uh, I Keep that mic. Uh, Sorry, I hate being asked this question. Um, I don't know. Right now, like these days a lot... John Mayer always yeah. like I think he's and he's just he the knew? way he's using social media too like kidding. he just is doing some cool stuff and <laughs> do you, and do you watch his whatever. show at all that he does on Sundays I, I I'm behind on it but yeah like his, his new he uh, does his live Instagram show I think I was telling you about this he's like the only guy to like really kill it on Instagram it's live hilarious. right now and I love start it. the whole vertical just thing and any whatever, any but. of his live Instagram uh videos that he does like even um you know pelican cases yeah yeah he did a video about uh, an instructional video about how to peel out the the, <laughs> the, the foam the, the inside. Foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, this is one of my guiltiest yeah. pleasures, and he made it interesting for like half an hour. I watched him just like <laughs> pluck the foam out of this thing to fit everything so perfectly that yeah. he had to put in there. It was but, great. Uh, who else? Am I, I went to uh, I went to the Dermot Kennedy show the other day. That was amazing. Um, uh, and. Yeah, like honestly, I always say like anything that can I can nod my head to, I'll listen to. So like, if, unless it's crazy time changes and key changes and whatever, and I'm sort of like, where is this going? Like, I'll I'll, I'll jam it. But uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I recorded with Johnny. Um, it went great, but I just realized like I just don't have the budget to do this, and I want to record more songs and whatever. And I sort of had some more money saved, and I was like, it's either I invest in the home studio. Um, where I just had a flood and I'd lost a bunch of gear, so I had to kind of like reinvest in my home studio or spend that money on towards an album. And I had enough money for, I don't know, two or three songs. And, and if I put all that, you know, based on, you know, a couple, you know, a grand or two a song, if I put all that into the studio, I can kind of do the stuff myself and just, I just spend a lot of time on YouTube and mix with the masters and all those yeah. you know, YouTube videos those and, channels. and just like, like trying it too. <clears throat> I think a lot of the misconception is like, you see a video and you're like, oh, that's going to sound great on every song. And then you actually apply it to every song. And you're like, oh, this sounds like shit here, but sounds great here or whatever. So it's like it's actually um, practicing what, you know, what, what you're learning and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so that was kind of the long story short. I went oh. from kind of not knowing how to sing or write at all to uh, learning all that stuff in university, recording with like a real professional uh, right out of school and then playing live a bunch and just realizing like I just want to be able to create as much as possible so i invested in my own home studio and learned how to do it, it you talked about money and savings and stuff mm. like that so have you ever have you ever had like a traditional job i've never had a real job i still don't have a real job uh i mean i work like it was I, like I, photography stuff, yeah like uh, the photography stuff i think a lot of people give me shit of like you know what i mean oh like why don't you like a lot of my friends who don't really understand the creative you know scene are like oh you're not working and it's like you work way harder running your own business as, as you know as you guys know a little bit uh than you do working a nine to five because you just have to kind of show up depending on the job obviously well, yeah. but um yeah the photography thing like for a long time I sh in university i started shooting with uh with luca didonato and exemption entertainment his promotion company and 
we just did a ton, a ton of parties and like had a great time. And um, I shot for the, for him and, and and those guys for a long time and had an amazing time. And uh, and yeah, it just kind of got to the point where I was just a little tired of and getting you know just uninspired by being at the club every weekend and and doing that stuff. Take and a picture of me and my friends. Exactly. Oh hey. my god, I look so bad. You're horrible. It's oh. like, babe, it's not me. It's Delete that. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Delete that when we look like shit. Um, I'm like, I'm yeah, it must get old quick. Yeah, like it was great, and I love meeting people, and I go out, and like I go out pretty much every freaking night these days, anyway. So like, it's not that; it's just it's just that it's, you know, the same place every every week and, and whatever. And I have a great time and love you know seeing a lot of the same people weekly and whatever. But I was just I was just getting in a bit of a rut, you know, and and uh, not not searching for as many other gigs because I was so comfortable just doing that. So um, what are you doing in terms of photography right now? Right now, I kind of took a little bit of a break to do more of the full-time music stuff. Like yeah. for the last, I don't know, since since January, I guess. Like when I kind of reinvest in the studio, but I'll still do random events when I get the call. I'm just not as much like I'm not I'm not actively looking for work as much right now. I'm starting to kind of get back in that grind because I'm running low on the savings. But I'd done a bunch of like you know like bar mitzvahs, corporate gigs, headshots, like all that stuff that's like super uninspiring as a photographer, but pays great. Um, and saved up a bunch of money and was living at home and just like spent all my time recording and learning how to do it uh, and spent no money. Like I quit drinking and smoking and all that stuff. So I just, I had no money going out and just tried to eat at home as much as possible or whatever and uh, had saved up a bunch of money and now we're kind of at the tail end of that. So I'm starting to look for photo gigs a yeah. little bit here and there again. Um, yeah, but uh, comes in waves. That's only because, yeah, the, I did, a, you know, the music game, it does, even when you're doing it yourself, it gets expensive and, yeah. uh, um, trying to find visuals and content and time you're spending on that you're not spending you know working and getting other income so and then plus you also want to play live shows and you got to put Dude, time yeah. into finding gigs and getting the band together for rehearsals sure, sure. it's um, all um, we really struggles with it ourselves yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately music really doesn't pay that great and no. I think like the times that it does or it has the potential to like it's not always the most inspiring situation I've done a few sessions where not to name any names but it's just sort of you go in and it's like, oh, you know, do you have an idea and you play something that you're really excited about? They're like, yeah, I was thinking more of like a G and a C chord or, you know what I mean? Like, and you just, you just play like the most generic part and, and whatever. And they're like, that's what I wanted. And you're like, okay, great. Like, glad they, you liked yeah, it. Yeah, they but just wanted a fucking yeah. robot. At the same time, like, yeah. And, and I'd love to do some more of that stuff because it's still playing and it's still music for a living. Um, but uh, it's hard to get the call back, you know what I mean? And, and with that kind of stuff, because they can get any one of their fr They realize that what they want is simple and then they can get anyone get, to do yeah. it or they can learn. They don't need to pay someone unless they want someone like nuts. Like that guy that yeah. Ezra plays with. Oh, yeah. Rob fell in love we had a He's concert. An absolute killer, well, this I guy. Know, I fall in love every night, man. With a dude. Talking, talking to Scott. <laughs> I, we're just, we're just basically like three mirrors sitting around this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, what are you going through? Okay, the same thing as me. What are we doing for money? Okay, photography as yeah, well. Like, yeah. Robbie and I, we have a, we have a bit more things on the go, and it's take away from music. But that's why we're not producing full albums and yeah. stuff like that because it's taking away. But. Uh, we're moving everything forward, but what I was going to say is we played this show with Ezra Jordan, mm -hmm. and his guitarist was a, a studio guitarist or like a, a paid professional, guy or whatever, yeah. and he had long hair, and <laughs> Robbie was just fucking infatuated with this guy, man. <laughs> like, he was just playing guitar up there, like, whatever. Robbie's just like, that's so sick. Yeah. That's so sick. Robbie went right up to him after, had to make friends, got his Instagram, nice, said, let's you? play together. 
Did he Turn, call you and, back? Send another DM, man. I'm chasing it. He responded to my DM, okay, though. Nice, but, nice. but no, he just went on tour with Vance Joy like wow, yeah. couple, a couple weeks ago. Women, too, didn't um, get the follow back, you know? <laughs> well, man, you know what it is? Like, it's... It's so much just it's it's timing, it's luck, it's perseverance, it, it's it's whatever. And sometimes it just for no real re- reason it doesn't work out. Like I was auditioning for this band who, you know, just got back from touring like Europe and Germany and whatever. And it's like I no, I didn't get a real reason as to why I didn't make it. My guess is that the lead singer didn't show up to the audition that, that I was at, like the practice that I was at. We had a couple things, didn't show up to any of them. And then, the, you know, two days before their first show, I thought I had the gig. They auditioned somebody else. The singer showed up to that practice. He got the gig. And I think it was just, what you know, fucking cunt. well, it's just, yeah. man, I, you know, you can't be mad about it. You got to just kind of move forward. And I know the song. So if that other guy bails, then hopefully I get the call and keep in touch and whatever. But I, I have no hard feelings about it. But just you don't know. Was it that I didn't play well enough? Was it that that, you know, we didn't vibrate? Was this other guy an absolute prodigy? Was it just the time and place that, the, you know, the singer showed up? The point is, is just like you can't you got to just keep getting out there. I think in music, the biggest thing um that I'm realizing right now, other than the social media game, which is a whole other conversation, like in the actual showing up and playing gigs and getting gigs is just showing face and like communicating well. And like, I've seen a lot of shows. I grew up taking photos for a lot of friends bands. And like the second they were done their set, they were out of there. And it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, send me the, the money or e-transfer me or whatever. And like, there's a reason they didn't get the call back. Like every show I've ever played has been through word of mouth. I haven't booked any shows it's all been I've, I've played all over the city and it's all been that i stuck around so i went up to the band someone was there that was like oh this kid's legit and oh hey he brought out a shit ton of people which is another huge thing um where hey you bring out a bunch of people you stick around you're respectful you like don't talk shit about the other bands even if they are shit because a lot of them <laughs> a lot of them are pretty shit yeah. um whatever and you get the call back the next week for another thing um Th- yeah that's one thing we found too is that a lot of it has just been word of mouth for us yeah. in terms of getting gigs lately All but but, yeah. uh, but also another point to make about the live shows uh, is is I find it really keeps the momentum going. You know, if if you're not playing live gigs and like keeps the band tight, it keep, keeps the band tight, right? If you're not working towards playing shows or uh, whatever you got going on, things uh, things it's can easily fall it's off. The most fun, it's the most fun, dude. Yeah. Like, so when you said you're like, I played these live shows and I knew I wanted to be a musician full time. I played live shows when I was younger, and for some reason it felt different. And I think mm. it's that you know. My pee-pee and balls got a little, you know, I went through puberty and I became like, no, I'm just, but the, um, like the, the feeling of playing these rock shows now when we're actually like, tight and the yeah. band's good. And yeah. it's like, you're at this venue with like adults and girls, with, like real big jubblies and like, <laughs> that, that like, didn't happen in high school. You know what I mean? And you're, you're like, worried Whoa. about your mom here about the tattoo. Oh, but I, that's okay, a- yeah. <laughs> I can talk about no, jubblies no, no. on um, here. No. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's the band being, it's the band being tight and, and having a good time and just, like, it's, no, it's, it's that energy, it's, it's man. Energy. It's, it's the back and forth yeah. energy. The yeah. show we played uh, at the dance cave the other day, mm-hmm. even though it was for 30 people, I, f- I literally felt like I had lightning rod fingers, man. I was <laughs> just like, rod, God. <laughs> explain yeah. what lightning rod fingers. I just was like, I felt like, like I had, I felt like, like it's a, it's the same thing. Same reason I love like motor vehicles. I feel more powerful mm. than I am. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I felt more powerful. Like, I just feel like I have yeah. like a, a, a I don't know, yeah. s- some sort of, like, energy. Yeah. yeah. I totally I feel that, you. man. I feel, like, the most, like, at home on stage, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. And and I've had that, too, where, like, I've played, you know, to uh, the biggest show I played was, like, to, like, 2,000 people or something like that for that St. Patrick's Day gig. And, uh, that was huge. That, that was, was really huge. Cool. Yeah. That was massive. But at the same time, the best gig I've ever played was at the Rivoli 
and not even sold. It was pretty packed, but not even sold out. And it's what two, three hundred people there max. So it was probably only you know 150, 200 people. And it was connection, but it was just that like, and all the guys were tight. I was rocking out. I had the you know everyone had the perfect amount of movement. Like people were jamming. We played you know one or two good covers. People, a couple of people came and knew a few original. Like you know what I mean? It's just sort of stuff like that. That you're just like you're like okay, like we're really you know it's it's the back and forth energy. Same as my favorite thing is playing with other people too. You know if you can't do it on stage, at least you know in in the studio in my basement this was uh, a recording blast. space. This last like three hours. Yeah. Versus playing yourself, like, I, I've, I've learned to love recording, but I didn't start out loving recording because there's no, like, dynamics. There's no, like, working back and forth and, oh, Robbie plays something, so I'm going to throw a fill in here. and You know what I mean? Like, whatever and of, like, real human interaction. It's missing that in the recording vibe. Unless you're doing live off the floor with a band, but yeah. then you're not recording yourself realistically and whatever. But definitely it was, it was a show Rob and I did um, for our friends at the pilot. It was probably about 150 people i was just thinking about this uh tight packed pilot mm -hmm. all people our age uh and we were tight the band everyone was drunk everyone was jumping around singing along yeah i felt that energy for the first time really and i was just like i want to be a rock star that was my favorite yeah. show that yeah. we've played i was like i i, I love this so yeah. for me more man, of like, this. i think the biggest thing for me is that like i'm just like an artist you know what i mean like you like i i paint i take photos i i make music like i couldn't not write tunes like there's obviously I don't it's not like I write every day but I try to write at, at least every day or every couple days or whatever and it's not like it's sometimes it's more of a job and more of me just trying to like create tunes and I have a ton of songs in the vault that are just sort of like hey I pounded it out and maybe this will turn into something or whatever um but uh honestly like I just couldn't not write like some you know some of the songs I got it's like I lit like I like listening to my own music you know what yeah, I mean like I think sure. it's almost like a, a a faux pas to say something like that but no. it's like when I got a new demo like a done or my like I've bumped my album in the car a million times because like I like the tunes like I made it because I like that and because it's like how I'm feeling at a certain moment and and uh whatever and like you just get inspiration from other people you see whether it's Ezra Jordan's guitar player and then you go home and you're like fuck I gotta shred yeah. um or you know what I mean like <laughs> whatever exactly it is exactly what I did man or, like, I was at the I fucking, fucking Dermot Kennedy you did. show the other day man and just like I just got home and was like I gotta write a tune like I can't like this guy was just so like I gotta I loved his dynamics like I gotta you know write something like that and uh was just feeling inspired and had a great night and like yeah, you just I just I need to do it more than I want to do it. So like yeah, I'd you. love to do music full time because I think it's possible, but it's just it's really not easy. It's um not. and these days it's all social media, which I hate, but you need to I've talked so like I did this this documentary project, which I don't know how much I can talk about it right now, but basically it was called the Passenger Project and we um we went around and we wanted to kind of show a musician's journey from like a bedroom musician to like a big stage, you know, Justin Bieber type and how many people are involved in that thing. So it was a great opportunity because we got to talk to all sorts of people in the industry and sort of be like, hey, we want to shine the light on you. Like as opposed to being like, hey, I'm a musician and I'd love help. We were like, hey, like we want to feature you in this movie we're making or whatever. So um, it was cool and interesting and and kind of frustrating at times and whatever where it's you know you talk to we talked to um alessia cares manager or whatever danny reiner and he, he works at chris smith management and uh, super good guy and was super nice and helped us out and talked to us and all this stuff but he was basically like listen like we don't pay attention to, like you could email us you could knock on our door every freaking day until we find you online or you find us online like you're, you got a bit of a presence we have zero interest and the same at uh you know i've talked to universal reps and all this stuff and it's like Unless you have a, a social media following, like they have zero. There's not the old school of, oh, you know, 
I saw fucking Scott in a dive bar, whatever, and this we signed him and talent. whatever. This guy's the talent. Like, there's so much talent out there that yeah. they have no interest in less whatever. And that's why a lot of these, like, Instagram They're looking for kids, reach. They have the reach. that their, tr- their tunes are trash, but they're putting out songs because it's just a way to monetize. It's like if you have, you know, 10 million Instagram followers and you're not making any money off of it other than maybe a few sponsored posts, put out a track. There's yeah. some extra cash to make. Play a There's concert. So There's so many things you can do with 10 million Instagram followers these days to make money. Yeah. It's like if you're strictly just... you can do with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking, uh, man, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Like, I think... But at the same time, like, I'm a big believer, and I know, I, I know Joey was talking about this on your guys' podcast of, like... It should your social media and and all that stuff should reflect what you're doing as opposed to the other way around. And, yeah. and I thought that was a great point in that I'm not worried about that right now because I got to get all my shit figured out, and then then that's when I can start posting. And like I I'm a big like I haven't posted anything related to the album. Like I've talked about it with some friends. If anyone's listening to this, they're gonna hear. Oh hey, he's got an album ready and whatever. But the songs are mastered. Like I could put them out tomorrow, but I know no one will listen to it until I have visuals. Until I've have some money to pay for advertising yeah. until all this stuff get on some playlists all these things because this day and age like when was the last time you listened to a song that wasn't by like a top top artist the last time you listened to an album you know what I mean or a song without yeah. a visual or whatever because I just think about it I'm on Facebook I'm on whatever Instagram scrolling I see someone post a song I'm like great I'm gonna check it out I'm listening to their song I'm like this is really good I got another notification of a video someone shares I gotta pause that song go watch the video I'm not coming back to that tune like, as much as I loved it, maybe I'll listen to it in my car at another time or whatever, but I'm, there's so much media and so much content out there that, like, you got to have something that's really drawing people in. Otherwise, they're just not going to pay attention. It's the sad reality. It's a weird world, but that's 100% right. And, like, it's knowing what to do is, is the weird part. And we, we've been asking guys like you, and you've been helping us out a lot, and you've been really nice. Because um, you're, you're, as you said, a couple of years ahead of us. And we asked also... Some guys recently recently about timing release because we yeah. have our music video done, and uh, we we have a demo for it, not even a mastered track, and we're still figuring that out. And you're gonna help us finish it, which is uh, uh, thanks so much for doing so. But the time, <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the, the fuck, timing. dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The timing of the release apparently is important as well. Yeah. On top of all that, and it's like, who the fuck knows all this? And like, yeah. how, how do you not slip up on your way to the top? Yeah. Um, and it's like, do you do you go and you make mistakes, or do you not post like you said, and you do keep it private until it's hundred percent ready? Well, you gotta you gotta. I mean, no art's ever like hundred percent finished, right? Like, I've never, at least I feel that way. Like, I've never been like, boom, that's it. Like that song is totally done. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Like my record, it was just like these songs are as good as I'm gonna make them. And I took him to uh, this this mastering engineer Noah Mintz, um, who's who's unbelievable, and, and his his shop Lacquer Channel has done records from like the tragically hip to like um, broken social scene to like ev- like everybody. I think they've probably done Drake records out of there, like absolutely everybody. And I kind of took to the, them to him and was like, "Hey man, like, is this on par with?" other mixes you get sent from other artists or do you think I should hire someone as a mix engineer? That's a great question. And he was like, you know, he was, he's super straight up guy and he's like, hey, like, I'm not a mix engineer so I'm not going to tell you, hey, fix this, change this, whatever, but I'll tell you that listening to these, these sound good and in my opinion, they're ready to be mastered. So he let me uh, go in there, make some last kind of finishing touches and then he mastered them and then now they're like, good to go for Spotify and all that stuff and like mastering is another thing it's like every step of the way I recorded it all myself I mixed it all myself which is another huge thing whether you're recording or not whatever um 
but I kind of was like, I need a fresh set of ears on this, and I need like someone who really knows what they're doing to master it, um, and to get it ready for Spotify and all that kind of stuff. I'm, sh- I'm sure that put a little bit of wind in your sails, having a for sure having like a, a vet- veteran be like, yeah. yo, it, it sounds good for sure, man. And I was stoked about it, and I'm still stoked about how those tracks turned out. Um, it's just it's hard. The more time that passes, that was you know at least two months ago. Now it's like. Are the songs still good? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, whatever. you get too much because in your I, own head. And yeah. you, st- you listen to them too much. You get sick of them. And, and the then... other thing is, we're talking about content. I filmed uh, two or three videos and wasn't happy with the way they turned out. And I currently am think I'm scrapping all of them. Um, and it's sort of like, okay, uh, you know, I don't want to talk too much about what I'm gonna do now because it's not, it's not really. It's, nothing's in motion yet so yeah. I don't want to say something now and then you know be listening to this back and be like fuck why didn't I do that or what Scott's happened Scott's committed to give but all his friends a hundred dollars recently oh my god imagine I've even had a hundred dollars to my own name. <laughs> um, but uh, no I think like anyway it just didn't turn out the way I wanted and it's not that I need it perfect it's just that I need it to catch some eyes you know what I mean and and uh and this day and age, like, you need to catch some eyes. And for me, it's like, like you say, it's like if you're getting your own head about it. Like, no one's telling me, hey, man, it's been two years since you released an EP. Like, you should really get on that. Like, you know, when I see people maybe once in a while, hey, you got any new tunes? Are you playing a show or whatever? But it's not really um, the sense of, like, what's going on? Because they just a lot of people just don't know or don't care what you're really up to. Trav and I talk about this sometimes how, and we may have mentioned on the podcast before, but just how it's nice that both of us are kind of on the same wavelength in terms of wanting uh, to, to push the music along and having someone there to like bounce ideas off of yeah. and you know just kind of that extra support because um, it's hard doing it solo. Hard, yeah, it's very we, difficult we doing it solo. Dedicated. Yeah, yeah. When I'm yeah. when I'm not dedicated, he brings me. Rub, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's hard. The, the problem I found with that and like I'd love a team and I do have a ton of awesome creative people around me and and the band that I play with are a bunch of great guys, but. They, you know, for, for better, for worse, and really for better, to be honest, it's like they have all their own stuff going too. You know, I know Linz is recording. Spence has his own band. I just helped him film a music video that he just put out. Um, shout out Mo Grove. They actually got a share by Anderson Pack recently. Yes, I don't know if anyone can, saw that. I wanted that. to ask you about uh, this. What yeah. was that? Like, I've watched it a couple of times, and I didn't really understand the context <laughs> of it. I so mean, like, so you're, a, sorry, your yeah. bassist Spencer yeah. is in a band called Mo Grove. Yeah. And they put out a video on Instagram that was shared by Anderson Pack. I just wanted shot, to... Yeah, that was yeah. shot by you, right? No, I didn't shoot that video. I shot their music video that they just dropped after. Okay. Um, I saw that, by the way, and that was really they, well they done. Did, uh, yeah, they, they did a... Um, thank you, by the way. But they did uh, they did this cool thing where you guys know Hot Ones, like with Sean at the Complex. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if Complex does it anymore. And they eat but wings, the hot... They eat wings. wings they yeah. talk to celebrities. They eat hot wings, whatever. Anderson Pack had just done one. And uh, Spence and his drummer, Davey, uh, decided to... There's a part in the interview where Anderson Pack like, does ad-libs for the different sauces or whatever. And, and just, you know, yes, Lord! Like, all of his, you know, weird little ad-libs and does weird things and weird timings. And Spence and Davey went and wrote music in the key of the, the noises he was making. So, like, it was just a weird little you know, music nerdy kind of video of every time he goes, yes, Lord, Spence was, you know what I mean? Whatever. But it was so perfectly timed and well done that, I don't know, I guess like someone shared it to him or showed it to him, whatever, and got his attention and it got shared. So pretty huge for those guys. Um, Yeah. But uh, I think like a lot of it is, and this music stuff and, you know, we're all kind of in a similar boat. Like you just can't get jealous over what other people, like you got to be happy for whatever. And, you know, I've got my, my shout out Wild Rivers, uh, Devin and Cal, like those guys are absolutely killing it on tour and 
you know, put out a great album and all this kind of stuff. And we went to Queens at the same time and played, you know, some of the same small shows that, you know what I mean? Played some of the same venues and all this kind of stuff. And like, I, I no, in no way do I have any jealousy towards those guys. Cause I'm just like, yo, you guys are killing it and you're grinding and probably working harder than me. And so, you know what I mean? Because that's how it worked out and whatever, where yeah. you just got to keep up with it. And I like, it's times, you know, like when, you know, those few videos didn't work out. Like I was saying, it's like, Oh, fuck. And then I take a couple photo gigs and then I just haven't done anything music related in two, three weeks. Time moved by so quick, especially when you're doing it solo, right? Like there's no one yeah. telling me like, hey, get back out there, whatever. So it's, I'm kind of just I, hopping back in right I, now. I feel like that's the mentality of majority of the artists because they understand how important the like having support is from other people. Right. So they're just supportive people in general towards other yeah, groups. Use the and, music community is crazy supportive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, especially coming from, like, the club scene, man, and, and the, the photo photo club scene, and even just, like, you know, not not as much with corporate events, but a little bit of just, like, it's just so cutthroat, you know what I mean? And, and it's so, like, you know, smile to your face and, you know, cut you in the back kind of thing of just sort of, like, not with the people I worked with at all, but just just that scene, you know what I mean? And, and like, even just going out to the club, like, people, you know, people are fucking out when you're pushing out of the way. You go to an open mic night and everyone's like, that was amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or even yeah, if you totally. were shit, they were like, hey, I hope to see you next week better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. It's so, a completely different vibe. Well, totally different vibe. There is there is definitely that part of every musician that is, is jealous, but jealous is not a bad thing necessarily. It's like, yeah, oh, it's I want to get there. Yeah. You don't want to take yeah. it away from yeah. them. Yeah. It's a motivator. Yeah, it's a motivator. Because everyone listens to different stuff and, like, that's why I'm excited about this new record. It's that... I don't think there'll be anyone who likes every song on it, but there's guaranteed a song for everyone on it. Like That's if you cool. only listen to rap, there's a track on there that you that you will you know you will like. But I can almost guarantee, and hopefully not, but I can almost guarantee you will not like the punk track. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just because it's like there's I got a heavy ass tune, then I got some stuff in the How middle. How many or things are you gonna do? I chalk down twenty two for you. Um, oh, God, sorry. I miss the dingers. Um, but. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, I think I, it's it's that sort of thing, and especially, I think, if you make all different types of music and you listen to all different types of music, you realize that, yeah, it's it's not jealousy in that, like, I want to be where you're at or take what what you have, it's more so jealousy in that, like, damn, like, how did you get there? How can yeah. I kind of also get there and whatever? And I think that'll be valuable to you long-term, right? You know, experimenting with all yeah. these different, it's honestly, different it's, genres. It's honestly, it's going to be a market research. You eventually, know, see what kind of what does well may, and what doesn't. It may Narrow sort of become sound, like a yeah. melting pot uh, into like you know you find your own yeah lane. and what I'd love to and, and whatever I think you know not necessarily a record deal because I think these days too like you know you're you need that very you easily need that getting following. fucked on a record deal uh, whatever you need the following you need to demonstrate value is really yeah. what it is well, there's right? so many With people trying to do it their own way yeah so right? I think like for me though like I kind of look at it, it's like I've got you should see the list of band names I have on my phone like I've got you know a 20 page list of like all these different band names and I can I like writing in different genres so if the country track blows up then maybe I'll just start a separate country band and put it out and Scott Goodwin like the stuff under my own name is still just the tracks that don't go to a straight thing and I can put out whatever um, or you know the punk track comes out then people love that I do a punk band and whatever and get like a solid group of guys or, or girls or whatever that are playing um, <laughs> are playing <laughs> chick bands are sick man I don't know but uh, a little beaches vibe a little anyway yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. but uh, anyway the point is like I think I, I just I am right now in a position we all are in a position where you can do it yourself you can get on Spotify and Apple Music that stuff super easily let's you can talk a little bit about this easily. actually Get out there, like put some stuff out. You know. So can we can we talk about th that though? This is something I wanted to yeah. make sure was in our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Is how does one get on Spotify? The basic equipment that like 
so I don't know what you wanted to talk about, but make sure we loop back to this. No, it was it was on that same topic actually about um, the 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 bill that was just passed in the United States. Did you, you read about this? I don't know enough. Changing about it the right laws now. about the the whole music industry. Um, yeah, I heard about it. I haven't really read up on it enough that I want to yeah, dive into that yeah, right now. Comment and on I, it. No, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I just wanted to. I didn't even know it existed, yeah. so I'm a little leaving behind. It's essentially the, there is these old. Um, there was these old laws that weren't uh, th- that didn't really pertain to the music world that we live in today, with all like the streaming and the downloading and everything. So a whole bunch of artists were getting fucked in terms of compensation, and they just passed this new law like maybe a month ago, changing that. Um, and I don't, I don't like you said, I don't know enough about it to really yeah. comment it's, it's on it. But to benefit artists, but to benefit artists yeah. long term. Uh, yeah. All I will say is like, uh, yeah, like I think right now you can use a distri- distribution service like um, CD Baby or DistroKid or TuneCore so, and yeah, those you, things. Can you explain what these things are for someone who doesn't know anything. Yeah, so basically, like you finish songs, whether that's like a literal garage band recording voice notes, whatever, or a fully mastered produced song, whatever, and you upload it to one of these websites. Like I use CD Baby for my first release. I'm undecided if I'm going to use it again. Um, but they are the kind of the, the middleman between you and Spotify and Apple Music. So you pay CD Baby a fee or TuneCore, I think is a yearly thing. Uh, CD Baby is a one-time fee. You pay it. They ship yourself out to Apple Music, Spotify, like Deezer, like all these things that you haven't heard of, you know what I mean? Haven't heard of, but it's just, it's out there everywhere. And then they collect the royalties for you and you get paid out through that. And they take a small fee out the royalty. So depending on, uh, on the, the, the distributor, it'll, the, the, the rates will change. So why can't you just upload it yourself? To you these? just can't like, you just, you can't go on Apple music and upload it yourself. Spotify has just done Spotify for artists. Now you yeah. can't yet upload your own songs, but you can control your profile. So you Apple have music's to... got a beta, which I applied for, but I haven't heard back from yet, but they'll be releasing an Apple music for artists too. But even then I'm not sure because if you upload it to Spotify, it's not going to be on Apple music and all that stuff. Right. So you're, you likely will still want to use a, a distributor, um, to, uh, to get it on everything, you know. So you need one of these middle guys, right now. Yeah, uh, at, at least to, to do it. Like for how deep we're gonna get into this conversation, yes. Yeah, like yeah. you can, you can kind of get your own. You, it's it's super complicated to kind yeah. of get in and, and do it yourself, but that's the easiest way to do it. And it's also not that expensive. Yeah, no, that's the thing I've noticed is as mu- as expensive as music gear is to make a, to to get to a level of music where you can kind of tell if you've got the juice. It isn't that hard. Yeah, and I, I think back to, like, there's so many bands that I loved, like, their demo track or whatever kind back in the day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, off LimeWire or something, the quality was trash. Um, what Luke but, said. Remember yeah. our buddy Luke? So, R- Robbie and I were struggling because we were making these songs, and we're like, these would be amazing songs if they were good quality. Yeah. And we're like, ugh, like, quality's our issue. We are talking to our buddy Luke Howard, who's a musician. Songs are songs, man. He said, dude, if you played this one Beatles song at a key, at a tune, and you sang it wrong, it would still be a banger. All the Beatles songs are out of tune, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Luke Howard, yeah, I went to high school with Luke Howard. Yeah, right. I haven't so, seen him in a, long, and, a lot of years. And touching on that, yeah. too, we left, uh, or sorry, we listened to a bunch of our songs again recently mm-hmm. um, that we hadn't heard for months. And I was listening back to them, and I was like, these are sick songs. You know, you just, you get too much in your head about yeah, it and listen to it too much that you easily throw it away. For sure. And I think, like, uh, it's sort of there's there's a couple jumps I would say like there's 
there's the recording it yourself and not knowing anything about mixing and mastering and any of that stuff and putting it out and it's still being a solid song and potentially still sounding all right but what it really is what, what it comes down to is is like ear fatigue you know what i mean so if you listen to like 25 of your guys songs and then listen to like another song you'd be like oh fuck this does sound better you know what i mean whatever yeah. because it's probably it's probably clipping there's probably a lot of a lot of digital clipping it's not the levels aren't right it's not mixed properly or whatever then there's like the level of where i would consider where i'm kind of at where i bought universal audio uh apollo shout out to universal audio my god would i love a sponsorship from those guys um but yeah, uh, tight, eh? on the universal audio stuff and learned how to mix and spent like a lot of time just like critically listening and learning how to mix uh, and then getting it professionally mastered. And the difference, I think, between one of my songs, and I'm obviously a little biased and sounding a little cocky here, but the difference between the sound of one of my tunes and, like, you know, a full-out, you paid at the studio multiple thousands of dollars and got a mixing engineer and a mastering guy and whatever, the difference between us two, I think, is a very, very small percentage. It's and I like think the common listener wouldn't notice. And because I got it professionally mastered, the ear fatigue isn't an issue. Yeah, no, it's it's like um, it's like when you get into high end cameras, yeah. like photography, and it's like the difference between the the, the semi pro level Canon yeah. and the, that ten thousand dollar thing might be ten percent, but yeah. that's the ten percent that makes it professional. That's the thing. The thing that I'm learning more and more about that is that it, there's a couple the ten percent thing. It happens multiple times a, along the way, and you realize it's really only probably one percent at a time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, it's kind of like a cheap. You know, you record a medium price guitar into a nice interface but then have a okay mix but then get it professionally like there's just the difference between that and like a ten thousand dollar guitar into a twenty thousand dollar interface into a whatever it's not really a ten percent and ten percent thing because you're not really thirty yeah. percent behind you and, know what i mean you're only maybe ten percent behind at the no. end of the day and the money difference is no scalable factor of what it actually yeah. is it's so, all about the songs when it comes down to yeah. it. It, yeah. it it's really all about the songs and and people will listen to like if they like the song they'll listen to it and i'm a big like song on repeat kind of guy so like i've just been obsessed with the song listen to it repeat for two weeks straight and then listen to some other music and go back and be like "Eh, that recording isn't really the best you know what i mean but my god was that tune great so that's i sent you a song way back uh one that you worked on for me um and my second song i've ever made i don't know anything about logic mixing mastering i watch a couple youtube videos fucked around made the song and you were like, I listened to it on repeat for an entire day. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. okay, the, the whole thing is Luke said it's a song, so we've changed our, our songwriting back to a song. So for the person out there, when I said, like, you can get to a point where you know if you have the juice or not, with a very – like, if you have a MacBook yeah. and a basic DAW, and DAW is the uh, digital audio – what is it? Workstation? Workstation yeah. that, that lets you edit, whether it's GarageBand is a very basic version or, like, Logic. You can, with just that alone – get to a point where you're making music that you can think of yeah. and people will either vibe with it yeah. or they're not. Or they're and an like, audio interface or something, oh, to, sorry, pl- something yes. to plug your instrument or your yeah. microphone so, in uh, is so, the last thing. So the difference, but, between, yeah, sorry, sorry, the difference between Scott and, and Robbie and I is Robbie and I have $150 off Amazon Behringer audio interface going into, I do have an, a nice Mac station at home, but we don't need it. I'm not at the level where I'm really using it to its capacity. Robbie has a little MacBook and we've made our music with just this kind of interface and setup. And yeah, we're limited the way like universal audio and all your, yeah. your home studio, but it's a, the percentage wise isn't enough to stop right. us. And from what I would say is like me mixing one of those tracks. Like if you guys hired me to mix that, you know, the album or whatever it is that I can get you guys to 
damn near close what it would be if I recorded it on my interface. On the UAA. You know what I mean? And exactly. I, I think, and because even I was talking to Robbie about it uh, yesterday or earlier today. I'm running, when we recorded the band practice the other day, I'm running a Focusrite, you know, not cheap ass, but that's the cheapest ADAT interface you can get for extra channels into my Apollo. Right, the one over so there. So the yeah. one over there. So that, the two channel version, like the little mini one or whatever, yeah. that's only like a hundred bucks used. So to be honest with you, and I, the tracks that come out of there, I put some of the UA plugins and whatever, but even without the UA stuff, you put in solid plugins and it's just the knowledge and experience of knowing where the levels should be right. and where things should be panned and, you know, just like the song arrangement, I think is huge too, things coming in and out, whatever, but I'm not like listening to that and being like, oh no, like if only I recorded my kick no. through my Apollo instead of my focus right. No, once I throw on some plugins and, and, and mix it in, it sounds great either way. So it's again, a, it's I, a percentage difference, like 150 to 1,000 or 2,000. Yeah. Like what you're talking about is you can. It's the you, time too, right? Like right. you guys said, like you guys are spreading yourself thin a bunch, a bunch, whatever. When I got this stuff, I spent like 12. 16 hours a day learning how to do this and just listening and then taking a break for an hour to give my ears a break and then coming back in and whatever and like listening then also like reference tracks like listen to albums and songs that you like I oh, think is a huge tip down, yeah, uh, like yeah. one of my favorites my new one of my new favorite albums of all time and, and is a newer record is Earth Tones by Bahamas and uh, it's an amazing record great fucking songs but the way it's mixed it's so simple but the song arrangement is so like smart and interesting and whatever but it's just guitars panned hard, pretty hard left and right bass drums vocals and then just coming in with background vocals and other guitars at cool interesting times and that's like the whole record and on my current record was very influenced the production was very influenced the songs not so much production was very influenced by that but that keep it simple like all the songs are short all the songs have minimal tracks on them because it's just making what you have sound good instead of you don't need at no point do you ever need three kicks you know what i mean layered and different yeah. things whatever get the one sounding good and then you you'll be good to go yeah. I remember you you, so you gave us all this advice and even that one track i sent you yeah. um i recorded that using my keyboard yeah. as the keys like the actual keys on the computer mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done, a, I've done a few tracks and, like that. Yeah, and, and the, yeah. the first song I ever made in that song, I sang into my iPhone headphones. Nice. And it, so the point is what he's trying to say is it's, you don't, need, the you, crazy you don't need that crazy gear. You can spend a little time getting good at making what you have sound yeah. good, and, yeah. and it's it'll be enough. Like, like you were able to make that sound, that song sound amazing yeah. just with your mixing and, and knowledge. Yeah. And that was just, and that was, you know, like uh, that was a couple, that was the, what, at least six months ago or something like that too. That was before I finished my record. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's gotten better since then. Yeah. I think I, I hate when I hear a lot of people like mixing, you know, people or whatever. Oh yeah. Just use your ears. It's like, well, if I knew how to use my damn ears, I would. <laughs> and I'd sound like a, a billion dollars as opposed yeah. to, you know, a $20 interface or whatever. But the point is that, I think learn from like things that you actually like and what sounds good and whatever, as opposed to just from like rules. And I just see a lot on YouTube. Like there's a lot of like trash, like absolute people who just, they put a good video together and it, because the production value is, is decently high and, and whatever, it seems like, Oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But in reality, it's totally wrong. And there's no way of really knowing that these days because there's just so much content out there unless you have a friend who does it or you watch 10 other videos on it and you learn whatever. But really the way to do it is just practicing with it. And I hate to say it, but using your ears just in that like, just do it, then listen to a song that does something similar, like a reference track, and then go back and be like, hmm, does that actually still sound good and whatever? And there's still some things where like, you know, when I brought my songs to Noah where he was like, 
what the fuck did you do to the drum <laughs> reverb here? Like, fix that right now. Though I can't, you know what I mean? And why is that phasing, whatever kind of thing of like small things that are just straight, like, you know, do's and yeah, don'ts, yeah. like that he just yeah. knows from doing records a hundred times. And I probably saw that on YouTube or as a preset or whatever. Um, but I think like for, if you're starting out, get a cheap interface, yep. cheap mic, guitar cable, whatever, that kind of stuff. And just like write songs and then you can hi- you can hire somebody else to like fix them up, or when you get oh. the budget, go to a real studio or whatever. You also showed us Lander, L A N D R. Yeah, yeah. Very rudimentary, but if you follow the basic mixing principles, like you watch one YouTube video and it'll give you the basic song mixing principles. If you put it into this online service called Lander, online mastering, yeah, online mastering, it will it will it will put out something that just, sounds better all, than all what you had before. And you could do that if you know you can master your own stuff too. All it's doing is giving you a bit of volume. And, and slight compression. Like, mastering is... Uh, I went to Noah's uh, seminar the other day. Like, mastering is basically just EQ and compression. And Lander, I don't recommend it for if you're really taking your thing seriously. No. But if you're if you're just... If you're not spending Finishing any money a on demo? it... If you're, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if it's a demo and you want to send it off for people to hear, get that volume going. Don't clip it out in your in your DAW. Like, don't clip it out in the in Logic or GarageBand or whatever you're using. Keep the levels at a reasonable thing. Throw it into Lander or send it to someone. Put a limiter on it at, on the final stages of it and get it bumping loud... And then to send it out because you want your mixes to be quiet. And I think like for a few just if you if you know for whoever's listening for a few tips, it's just like keep everything quiet. Like in, yeah. in logic, whatever, you don't want to hit zero. Like you do not want to hit zero in logic, the the digital zero. If you do, it's not that big of a deal, if whatever. But like little things just like keep it keep it quiet. Somebody you can make it louder later. Don't it's the digital stuff, the analog stuff back in like the tape recording and you know what I mean? All the kind of the crazy studios that all have the real analog gear. You can push that stuff and have it, you know, it, you'll above get a, zero. You'll get a digital cool zero isn't the it. same. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's not the same. I t- I'm taking a Udemy course right now. And this is another thing. Like Scott learned everything just spending time on the internet. And, you know, it, it, as he said, you don't know and who. Real, like, yeah, and, and practicing those right, things. Right, and, pra- and you, don't know, you don't know who's an expert, but if you like the sound yeah. of the stuff they make, that's a great place to start. Yeah. And then if they also have people that they've worked with, like, these, yeah. there's ways to and validate. On that I, point, there are YouTube videos of, of people who are real engineers who do, you know yes. what I mean? You, you're looking at, at Adele's producer making a video. Right. Listen to that guy. A like, little bit of sifting, the the, and you yeah, can yeah. figure out know. who's... I feel like there's people in all of these communities, you know, whether you're looking at new pedals and you know you go into those forums and there's all these yeah. snobs that just really play music in their, in, in their basement but they're telling you what, like what the best pedals are and everything um it's it's really comes down to you know what you like what yeah. you like to hear you know just go out try these things yeah. get you know get simple gear find your own um your own sound your yeah. own sound i pretty think much, if, right? we're, if we're to talk about your own sound real quick i think that's a huge huge thing of me making music was i very early on was like shitty at learning covers like i said i wasn't very good at playing music in high school and it made me focus more on like writing my own stuff and and getting my own sound and i think now and i want to just kind of and the whole getting the social media going whatever it's just to advertise my sound better so for these sessions i'm not hired to play a g and a c chord i'm hired to play my sound kind of thing you have a Um, bit of a brand that people are hiring yeah yeah um we like we we ended up uh like getting really into the gear and stuff there, but uh, it's crazy how time flies when we when we talk about this stuff. I don't want it to be over. I know, um, but they they usually aren't over. They, <laughs> they they usually just it's like any good art, man. You don't know when it's yeah. really finished. You just got to cut it off. And we usually have round twos and round threes. Like yeah, I'd love to do another one. Going into uh, even the more intricate stuff, it'd be cool to do an episode. Uh, 
about the basics of putting together a track. You know, like you said, yeah. so there's the one thing he was saying there, oh, you could push analog equipment, um, but digital, uh, yeah. and he said zero. If you, if you don't make music in a software, you don't know at all what he meant. But right. maybe there's people out there that, that do want to know that yeah. more. And yeah, we're talking specifically for the people who are interested in making music. I think, like, on a last note and to tie it into kind of the rest of the stuff, we got a bit nerdy on that kind of stuff. But I think whether it's, like, me starting my own business with the photography stuff or the music stuff, like, it's everyone, you know, you always see some celebrity being like, oh, man, you know, just do what you love and whatever. Do what you love if you're going to work your freaking ass off on it. And, and I, I know you guys work hard, and I know that that's sort of – the grind where we finished a three and a half hour practice and we're like, we got to pound out this podcast and yes. whatever. And I think anything you do, if you're comfortable, if you don't want to work hard and you don't want to do whatever, then yeah, get it, whatever job you can and whatever. But and if they'll you do, tell you what to do. Exactly. And they'll tell you what to do. And like, I, Hey, like I'm not, I haven't made it yet here kind of thing, but I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm getting close and I think yeah. that's the biggest thing of just keep working keep your head up, kind of keep going and like know that I, so I went to the Florence Machine concert the other night with uh, my buddy Justin and she was saying how like actively, you know, trying to stay positive is, a, is like an act of itself. You yeah, know what I mean? Don't, don't discredit yesterday. that enough. Like just, just getting out there and working every day and doing it is an act in itself. So be what, proud of yourself, kids. Um, just a quick comment on yeah. that. I remember Ben, when we had him on the show, that was one of his quotes that he said, progress is the best form of motivation. Yeah. And, and we were just talking yesterday in the van about how I just stopped beating myself up about yeah. stuff. And I was like, my, my negativity isn't motivating me. No. Practice a positivity. And like you said, you feel like you're getting close. What hard work is and what success is, it's like kind of like a lottery system. Yeah. And all you have to do to, to increase your chances is gamble on your hard work and your time. And every music video you put out is like a ticket or something. And one of those yeah. could be the winner. They may not. But yeah. all it takes is one. And just get it to a level where you're happy with it and you would listen to it or you would enjoy it and somebody else will too. You know, if you, at the end of the day, you know when you're cheating yourself, right? right. Like, like you, you 100% know when you're cheating yourself and you're not really done. So, um, but, but also, also yeah. on that note, I remember, what was that quote? Um, bring up a bunch of quotes here, but um, Peter Katz said to you, or it wasn't a quote, but you, you, uh, no, Peter Katz, yeah. when you had lunch with him the other day, yeah. he, you were asking him about a song. And he said something like, "If oh. at, once you're finished a song, if you don't want to go stand on the top of a mountain and yell out to everyone or play the song as loud as you can to everyone, it's not ready. Then it's not ready. You know, be yeah. as proud of the song once it's finished as you can be, and yeah. be as happy with it as you can. Yeah. And, and any work, not just music, like whatever you're doing, just just kind of uh, just work harder enough that you're that you're stoked about it. And it's know? not comparing to anyone else; it's comparing to what you can you're make happy it. With, yeah. And you're if you're happy with, you want to show everyone that's amazing. And yeah, I think this was a great episode, Scott. And thanks for doing it again. Three and a half hour practice in your basement. Yeah. And then he stuck around <laughs> for uh, for a podcast with us. And yeah. we're gonna rock this show. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't we didn't ask you just to play G's and C's out there. We we wanted the whole <laughs> Scott Goodwin. Uh, yeah, you're getting, letting me get a little weird on bass. And it's a lot of fun because I normally you know have to sing and I'm the front man of my own band. Mm. I've played it. I play in some other bands, but no one that's gigging right now. So it's it, I'm gonna, I'm super excited about it. It should be fun to just rock. Oh, we're out. gigging, baby. John Famous. I think we had six. How many Famous. gigs this month? How many gigs? We had six this month. And they're no, just they're, they're tacking on. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you know what? The positivity thing is, we beat ourselves up a lot for not working hard, but we work. We do. We do we're a shitload hard. of music stuff. Yeah. It's just we always know. We always think we can do more. We can That's do why more. we beat ourselves yeah. up. Like, Let's yeah. just be positive. I, say, I work my ass off. I just don't get paid for anything. Right. You always <laughs> want more. You always want more. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, we'll put one of Scott's songs at the end of this. Um, we'll put his links to his uh, SoundCloud, or sorry, his uh, Spotify. His music. And, <laughs> yeah, um, you can link the SoundCloud too, sorry. but I can use a few of the Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to give him a uh, .008 cents per listen. Zero, 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 eight, yeah, whatever it is. Then yeah, hit yeah. him on Spotify if you're cheap. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, just put that album on repeat for the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you'll eventually on. have like, a couple have dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's two years old, you know what I mean? There's only three songs on it. Just play. Yeah, yeah. Put that towards um, music. But yes, yeah, so we'll put all the links there. Yeah. And no, thank you, thank you guys for the for the opportunity. I do really appreciate it, and I appreciate the call to play bass. And I'd love to do a part two of this, and and you know, be less nerdy about all this stuff, and uh, you know, more or more or more nerdy, whatever <laughs> the, whatever the people want here. Um, but yeah, I think I, I just to yeah, just to end it off. I know we're wrapping it up. Is stay positive, baby, and uh, and be grateful. You know, thank you, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, Scott. Scott. We'll and see you next next Tuesday. Nothing but flat land As far as I can see I'm out here with the dogs On the prairie
There's no point in hiding 